Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. The final few verses of Ezekiel chapter 1 are very deep and very profound. They speak of the sky or the expanse above the heads of the four living creatures being so clear and limitless that the Bible itself uses the term awesome crystal to describe it. Now, the biblical usage of the term or word awesome is nothing like today's common vernacular, especially among the young people. The spiritual application of this clear crystalline expanse above us truly is awesome, and it portrays a spiritual condition that God would have us all experience day by day. Ron Kangas has joined us as we continue our life study in the first chapter of Ezekiel. And Ron, this uh, vision of the four living creatures with all of its aspect and details just continues to amaze me, and uh, I have to echo the biblical term. It is awesome, isn't it? Uh, awesome is the word that we need to use. Uh, it inspires awe, a sense of awe. The sky, the expanse above the living creatures, is so clear that it's awesome. It seems rather strange to associate crystal clarity with awesomeness. Mm-hmm. And I don't pretend to fully understand this, but I was considering. There is so much opaqueness, vagueness, Hmm. ambiguity, uh, deception, grayness in the entire human scene that it is awe-inspiring to meet divine clarity, something that is pure, it's clear, it's bright, it's transparent, it's crystalline. It causes one to realize only God is like this. There is nothing in the natural realm that is like this. Only God or something that proceeds from God and is expressed through the human beings created by him can possibly be this clear. And since we do not want to be merely theoretical, what is in my spirit, I believe in yours, is that while we're fellowshipping this, we would be under such a crystal clear expanse that there would be no dimness, there would be no vagueness, no kind of spiritual or psychological fog or smog, but we would be under the direct ruling and shining of God with crystal clarity. Hmm. I believe there is the aspiration, even in our human nature, because we're made in God's image and God is a crystal clear being, but certainly in our regenerated spirit, there's an aspiration to be under a clear sky, to have a pure conscience and a pure heart, and to be persons that are transparent and crystal clear, especially since the entire city of New Jerusalem will be a transparent city. I'm really touched with this precious matter of an expanse like awesome crystal. Almost frightening, but it's not merely frightening. It's alluring. It's spellbinding. It's awe-inspiring. 
There is such a reality. Once we have been brought to this stage in our experience by passing through all the matters that have been covered in the previous messages. So here we are under a sky of awesome crystal. Praise the Lord. Well, really good fellowship, Ron, to kind of set the table for where we're going to go today. Let me pick up something you said here, just in a way of clarifying to our listeners. Uh, This term, this word awesome, historically the translators of the Bible have struggled a bit with it because it does convey an element you just touched. There is a kind of a terrifying aspect to it in a sense. It's it's awesome in that extent also. So in uh, listening to Witness Lee, he was uh, giving these messages more than 30 years ago before our recovery version was uh, available and before some of the more modern translations. And so the old translation that we're going to hear him refer to uses the word terrible. But it is this word that also, um, I think more currently now, most of the scholarship agrees with this translation of awesome. So while we will say awesome, you may hear him say terrible. We're talking about the same awe-inspiring and, in a sense, humbling and terrifying clear crystal sky above us. Okay, again, to remind you, we're talking about the image of the four living creatures, which represent uh, the expression of God in so many aspects among his people on the earth, able to move in his move. And all of their activity takes place under this crystal expanse. Let's look at these verses in Ezekiel 1, verses 22 and 23. Over the heads of the living creature, there was the likeness of an expanse, like the sight of awesome crystal stretched forth over their heads above. And under the expanse, one pair of their wings went straight out, one toward the other. Each had another pair covering their bodies on this side and on that side. All right, let's join Witness Lee with the first portion of today's program. Tonight we come to a point which apparently is not so significant. Yet, I would say it is very, very profound and deep. These four verses tell us that just upon the head of the four living creatures, There is the firmament, the expanse, which we call the sky. And the likeness of the sky looks like the terrible crystal. It's so clear, clear to such an extent, when you look at it, it will be terrible. And this sky stretches forth over the head of all the creatures above. Well, what is this? This is the open and clear heaven to you. Before we were saved, all heaven, all sky was dark, so cloudy, and it was so narrow. There was no expanse. Nearly there was no sky. But one day, when we repented, and when we accepted the Lord Jesus, and we made a confession, you know, the more we confessed our sins, the more the heaven was cleared up to us. After thorough confession, my, didn't you have the sensation that the sky above you was cleared? The day was dawning. Oh, the cloud 
moved and the fuck went away. Then eventually we just apply the blood by confessing our failures and we condemn ourselves, we condemn our attitude, we condemn our motive, we condemn our intention, we condemn our good and so forth, and we just applied the blood. We became again under the clear sky. This is the open and expanding heaven to us. In our experience, we all need such a sky. Well, Ron, this is a, a marvelous practical applying of this awesome image from Ezekiel 1, isn't it? That uh, I think it takes many of uh, us that are hearing this back to maybe the first time we experience the sky clearing, the clouds parting by way of confessing. This is exactly true. I would say an almost universal application of the believers. We're not talking about a strange a mystical experience that the ordinary child of God cannot relate to. When the prodigal son was about to return home and was rehearsing his speech to the father, he had in mind to say, I have sinned against heaven and also before you. You know, I'm not worthy to be your son. The reason I mention this is when one has the conviction that he or she has sinned against heaven, uh, the domain of God, the transcendent realm of God, that is not a pleasant atmosphere. That is not a pleasant sky. You have you know, other expressions when the Lord is displeased with his people. He said, you pray and the heavens will be like brass over you. In contrast to the baptism of the Lord Jesus when the heavens were opened. Where I'm going with this is that in experience, when the Lord breaks into our situation and the light from the heavens through the Spirit of God shines into us and we see ourselves in our situation as God does and we stop reasoning, we stop making excuses, We stop justifying and we confess and repent. That is when the sky clears. You know, more and more, more and more, analogous to, you know, after the dark, cloudy sky during a time of rain, then it's not suddenly a crystal clear blue expanse, but the clouds disperse and holes open up, the light shines is very much like this. And if we follow the Spirit to be thorough, not by examining ourselves, but by opening to the the light of God shining, especially on our conscience, if we are thorough and eventually we will reach a point of life and peace and we'll have this sense, everything is clear. The sky is so clear. And this is the perspective from which Brother Lee is speaking. This is not a mere allegorization of the spiritual symbols here. This is a life study. And the life part of the life study is very much related to 
either the beginning or to the resumption of our fellowship with the Lord. The more clear our conscience becomes, first to be a good conscience and to be a pure conscience, the brighter our sky becomes. And then under that clear sky, we experience the Lord's forgiveness, the cleansing of his blood. The blood cleanses us from every sin, First John 1, 7 says. And we just know inwardly we have a clear sky. I believe every genuine child of God, to some degree or other, understands what we're talking about. If someone has no understanding of this, then that may point to a need to cry out to the Lord for his mercy, for his enlightenment, for his forgiveness. It would be marvelous if thousands upon thousands of our listeners, uh, and no pun intended, in the light of this broadcast, would sense their sky clearing up, and there would be an aspiration in their spirit to pray for a sky like awesome crystal. Wow. Well, Ron, uh, the result of being under this kind of sky for the four living creatures is it brought in uh, some additional aspects we want to look at in the time we have remaining. Verse 24 goes on and says, And I heard the sound of their wings like the sound of great waters, like the voice of the Almighty as they went. It was the sound of a tumult, like the sound of an army. Whenever they stood still, they dropped their wings, and there was a voice from above the expanse that was over their heads. Let's find out how this voice and this sound is related to this crystal awesome expanse. Then the living creatures move. When they went, Ezekiel said, I heard the voice of the wings. What does this mean? This simply means when they moved in such a coordination, the voice came out. And this was their testimony. The voice of their testimony. It is not the voice of an individual believer. It is the voice of the coordination. The voice comes out of the wings, joining one to another. You know, before the day of Pentecost, Peter was always the one who gave the voice. He was always turned down by the Lord because he always gave the voice by himself. But after the Lord's ascension, when the day of Pentecost came, Peter, the Bible says what? Stood up with another eleven. I do believe when the twelve stood up there, just like the four living creatures. Then the voice was not the voice of an individual believer. The voice under the Pentecost was the voice of a corporate body, like the great waters, plural, great waters. People will be astonished at the voice. And then this voice is the voice of the Almighty. It becomes the voice of God himself. Marvelous. And eventually it is the voice what? of an army. It is the fighting voice. 
is the voice of the battle of a fighting army. We all have to come into such a clear sky. We need a real expense. It is awesome. Now, one more thing. They do not all the time move. Sometimes they stop. You know, when they stand, what they do? They lower down their wings. They let down their wings. When they stop, and let down their wings. When there is a voice, not the voice out of their wings, but the voice out of the clear sky. This means they do know how to listen to God's voice. They know not only to sound their voice, but they know also to listen to God's voice. Look at the coordination. My, look at all the experiences in such a wonderful sequence that bring all the living creatures to such a point that they are under such a crystal expanding stable heaven. Well, Ron, I love this picture uh, that we're presented with here in both of its aspects. And there are two aspects, aren't they, concerning the speaking. The first, the sound of many waters coming out of the four living creatures themselves. Then they're stopping to hear the voice that's above them. These two aspects are most precious. And let's remember, this is an outcome of all the previous experiences, the wind, the cloud, the fire, the electrum, the coordination. Now, the clear sky, the crystalline expanse over them. This brings in the voice of God through the coordination of the living creatures. Actually, it is not the voice of a mass of people. If we have this thought, uh, we may miss the central point. Mm-hmm. There is one tumultuous voice which is actually the voice of God spoken in, through, and by the living creatures in their coordination, then this is the crucial point. It is the voice not of an individual, but of a corporate body. Two things here. First, the illustration of Peter on the day of Pentecost. In the Gospels, Peter often spoke usually impetuously, and it was always his own voice, the voice of an individual, the voice of an independent person. But then in Acts 2, Peter is speaking. It's not that all the twelve were speaking at the same time in their own voice. Peter was speaking, but his speaking was no longer the speaking merely of an individual. It was the voice of the body. It was the voice of the Lord in the body. And if one has the spirit to hear, one can sense this is more than an individual. There is the authority of God here, the majesty of God. The life and reality of God are flowing forth because this is God speaking through the coordination under a clear sky. 
Now the other matter, in order for the creatures to be able to speak this way in their move, they have to know when to stop. Many Christian workers cannot stop. They never stop. But those that are one with the Lord in his move and who serve him in his move, they know when to stop. They stop all of their activity and all of their speaking. Then the living creatures lower their wings and listen. They listen to the voice from the throne. So it is this marvelous uh, blending and combination of listening to the voice of God and speaking with the voice of God that is a striking characteristic of the ministry and the move of the living creatures under a sky of awesome crystal. The Lord regards this as a normal situation. Here is a coordinated body, an organic entity produced by God's operation in his economy based upon his redemption. Now he has a coordinated body under a clear sky. They move as one. When they speak, they speak as an army with the voice of the Almighty. But when they stop, they stop their whole being. They are absolutely silent, listening to the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus was surely like this. We know that in the Gospels, it was said of him, no one ever spoke like this man. They marveled at the words of grace proceeding out of his mouth. But we know from Isaiah chapter 50, which prophesies concerning him, that he had the ear of a disciple, of a learning one. And the Lord opened his ear morning by morning, and he never turned his ear back. And in the Gospel of John, the Lord Jesus said, What I hear, I speak. This is the speaking, the ministry of the Lord Jesus in his work on the earth. How can his body, his enlargement, be any different? On the one hand, we speak in the coordination under the clear sky with the voice of God, the voice of an army. But this is possible because we know when all of us together stop. We stop our outward activity. We stop our inner being. We stop utterly, and we listen to the voice of God. Chris, may all the seekers among the Lord's people hear the Lord's voice in the coordination and become part of this voice in the coordination. This will carry out God's eternal economy. This will build up the body of Christ. This will prepare the bride of Christ. And this will bring in the kingdom of God. Wow. You know, Ron, I've, uh, I've always appreciated this verse in Acts 2.14 regarding Peter, and particularly this very short inserted phrase, which is easy to skip over. But Peter, it says, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and spoke forth to, to them. And we know the power that came out, the thousands were saved, a completely different person. But the key, the window into this verse, especially in light of this fellowship today, or we could probably insert Peter standing as one of the four living creatures under an awesome crystal expanse spoke. Amen. What a marvelous context Amen. to this verse and this understanding. 
It is marvelous. And thank you for your fellowship today. Well, thank you for the opportunity to coordinate yeah. and to serve the Lord and to serve His people with, with such an enlightening word under a sky of awesome crystal. Well, these messages are contained in printed bound volumes. They're also available on our website and the radio program that you've heard today. It's also available on the website to be listened to or downloaded to your, uh, your personal device. So to find out about all of these things, we hope you'll call us. Our toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. This is truly a matter that deserves to be considered again and again. I think we touched something that's very much on God's heart today. We're glad you were with us. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris White. Thank you for listening. Lee's remarkable commentary on the life of Abraham, taken from the life study of Genesis, is now available from Living Stream Ministry in a single volume entitled Abraham Called by God. Abraham Called by God by Witness Lee is available at Christian bookstores everywhere, or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788. That's 1-888-543-3788.